You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. This is Essence. And I'm Janice. And you are listening to the, the Cynic Autonomy Podcast. Cynic Autonomy Podcast. <laughs> Every time I listen to that, I'm just like listening to us. I'm like, oh, listen, look at <laughs> listen to us. if you want to. I'm, just <laughs> <laughs> I'm not stopping you. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't I like it, <laughs> but it's still funny because it's like every time when I just remember the first time we did that, we was so nervous and we was looking at each other so that we could stay like <laughs> on the same like yeah. pace. I think that's funny. But yeah, the Seneca Tiny podcast. We're back, yes. back at it again with another video, video podcast, podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, we doing videos? Let me know. Next season, next season. We're back, and we're here for episode seven, Feminism for Dummies. Um, the voice you're listening to is Essence, and yeah, bro, we happy to be here. And when this episode release, it will be embarking, or it probably will be in the beginning of March for like mm. Women's History Month. Yes, yes. And it is important because like Women's History Month goes along with feminism, which is why we're doing this episode. And we think that it's important for everybody to just like. I guess get like our perspective on it, even though it is a worldview type of thing, that um we can just like shed a little light on it from like our own experiences. So that's what we're doing. <laughs> and I just want to give a special thanks to everybody that stick around, people that's new, people that fall off, whatever you doing, <laughs> bro. Like cause <laughs> people that listen to one episode and then skip two episodes and listen to the next. Like Yeah, mm. like we we like really grateful like every I don't know about for niece but I just every time I do this I'd be like bro like I really got a podcast <laughs> I'd be having this existential crisis and I'm just grateful to be able to do this recording days are um like one of my favorite days like, really you, I can't wait to record yeah. I can't wait to get in front of the front, in front of the microphone so. yeah same I like I really look forward to this like I never thought I would be doing this so we thank you for listening and thank you. Um, yes and we do have um some tail mail promo I know it's been a while I probably like what is what that is tail mail yeah so pretty much like we introduced this as our version of listening letters which is like you can just send us absolutely anything like if you have some questions about our previous guests or like our previous topics even like in regards to this because this is about to be a lot so if y'all like girl can you clarify mm-hmm. that because i don't know like i we can get you hip and we'll like get everybody hip because we'll read it on this like um podcast so that make sure you put your anonymous name or your real name in the subject line and a topic or your question in your email to cynic.autonomy at gmail.com so yeah it's a dot in our email is it oh no it's just cynic autonomy <laughs> girl <laughs> i'm so hot like me being on my cycle i'd be like i'd be on the go <laughs> i'm so hot right now i'm like shoot i don't even know no it's cynic autonomy at gmail.com okay but yeah that's where your tail mail could go to. Or if you have any questions, collaborations, guests, anything, literally mm-hmm. anything. doesn't have to be about an old show. It can be about some issues that you're going through in your life and you want our perspective on it. We'll help you. Yeah, for sure. So that's that. Dabs. And today we're going to cover uh, what? A lot. <laughs> we're going to cover a lot. And I think that today's episode, y'all, I'm very kind of excited. At first I was nervous because... Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, Essence and I, we are yin and yang, and we have different, very, very different opinions. So this episode is going to be 
different. We're going to talk about feminism, mm-hmm. um, feminism 101, feminism yep. for dummies, and basically mm-hmm. just give you our perspective on what we think it is, how what it has shaped modern society, the patriarchy. And I'm just so excited because, like, Essence is like a feminist, and I'm like not a feminist, <laughs> so we about to dive into it. Yeah, I'm I'm excited too. Like I I think when we even talked about like making this as an episode, we just like we thought it would be good for content because we so different. Yeah. So hey, here we are. Um, and before we get started, here's your This disclaimer. is my disclaimer. I am not a feminist, <gasps> nor. Okay, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an advocate. I'm like a supporter, but I'm like not a yes. feminist. Um. And I don't study up on feminism except mm-hmm. for the stuff that I've been researching this past week. Mm-hmm. So beware of my opinions and the stuff that I do have. Um, I'm not yeah. quite knowledgeable, but I'm just going to give you all what I think that feminist means. Okay. And that's understandable. But if y'all do come for her, I'm coming for you. And that's period. <laughs> <laughs> I just want you to know and understand that's that. That's on what? That's on period. Period. Pooh. <laughs> So, um, I guess, like, let's just start off with, with, like, what feminism is to us in our lives and um, just, like, our perspective from what is feminism to you? Yeah. uh, So, what I've been reading is that feminism is about the equality of, like, sexes and both sexes being equal. And I also think that it's about women having choice. Right. So, um a lot of things I've been reading and like I tried to really dive deep into it yeah. and try to see like what fem- what feminism is. Yeah. And a lot of times I got what feminism isn't or what non-feminists think about. A lot of lukewarm me. stuff, yeah. what it could be, what it ain't. What and it, it's, it was a lot. And so what I gather from it is just about women wanting equal rights as men, as mm-hmm. we should have equal rights as men. But it's also about them being able to make choices, yeah. their own choices. And, like, so do you think that, like, with all the research that you did, that kind of, like, shaped your definition of it, like, what it is to you? Yeah. Okay. Because it took a minute. Because at first I'm like, mm, and I'm like, you know what? Because ultimately I just believe feminism is about having the choice to do whatever. And that's yeah. what I am always feel like is having that choice. Like, I know there are traditional gender roles and norms placed on women. Right. But I feel like it's our choice if we want to live by them or not do that. Yes. So. That's fire. <laughs> I I I guess I can attest to that cuz like feminism to me is just like this advocacy as you mentioned of you being an advocate of like women's rights and it's to influence society to be equalized. Like um I do look at it look I do look at feminism as like choice for women but at the same time it's really about like the equality of all sexes mm-hmm. which I think is something that people fail to realize like it's is stating fem- the reason why it has feminine in it is because like women are the ones that are like treated inferior to men. So it's like y'all already got y'all right. Like <laughs> yeah. we're trying to get you know what I'm saying. We're just trying to get into that same space. So um, it's just pretty much and it's encouraging accountability. Like if you are one of those people who you don't feel like um, women should be equalized or society is not equalized and you work towards something that like is negative in regards to feminism it's having that amount of like responsibility like yeah you know I did do that but like Mm -hmm. I'm knowledgeable of the fact that it was wrong or I'm knowledgeable of the fact that I unconsciously fell on these social norms you know so that's I think that's what it's all about to me because I mean in in many ways half of the time we just do stuff by default like oh yeah like that's a boys thing but it's just it's just like natural yeah, and I mean, it also goes like how you were raised. Like, yeah. I mean, it's a boy thing because that's what your parents put on you. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you can't play 
basketball because that's masculine. Right. Like, yeah. No, nah, like, what if I just genuinely like the sport? But yeah. It's just what's been placed on us. And that's what, that's, that just goes along with, like, how I came to, con- like, how did I consider myself a feminist? Like, I do consider myself one because um, I get passionate. <laughs> I get I get passionate about the treatment of women. Like, I'm a Leo. I'm a Leo, like, lion, and I get fiery. Like, and I feel it within me. And it's just something that, like, it bothers me that, like, that people get treated that way. And especially with me, like, knowing women for being so strong and being so dominant. And then, like, a man just, like, literally just, like, like, them in a light. And I don't like that. And it makes me uncomfortable because it's, like, I don't, I feel like women don't really get to, like, have their full potential or really, like, you know, be, live their truth in that. So, um, yeah, that passion overrides my quietness and I just be like, I'm that's why I don't think I'm a feminist because I don't I don't have that passion to want to go out and make a change. Yeah, but that goes along with who I am. So you feminism, whatever, but then it's not whatever, but then feminism and then it's me and who I am. And like I am one of the people that I either feel nothing or I feel everything. Yeah. So for feminism, I feel everything. It's just on that side of the spectrum. I just feel it, y'all. <laughs> so for you, um, you you consider yourself an advocate for feminism. So why not be like? Why don't you consider yourself a feminist in that um, retrospect? Many of the meanings of feminism, I don't think I personally convey with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like a feminist goes; she she educates herself, well, not herself, but they educate themselves on the movement what it is what it means to them and they go out and try to actively seek change right. and they also try to educate others okay and Girl, I, every feminist is not a professor <laughs> no but you can still educate others just by having a simple conversation like okay. we're doing and i think that's what like being a feminist is and i say like i'm a supporter of it because there are times when i'm like this is not right women are not being treated right we're not being treated equal and i'm gonna speak up for it but i'm not necessarily going to try to dive really into what feminism is Mm -hmm. the different waves of feminism the different types of feminists yeah and then try to educate others like i'm just not going to do all that and i really only did that to talk about it on this podcast yeah i mean and that's that's totally understandable because like that everybody have their own way of approaching these type of big like you know these big movements Mm because like even with like how we were talking about in the last episode about like like black lives matter and just like the black movement like you you mentioned how you were more of the observant type like mm-hmm. you know and that's just yeah who you, that's just who i am that's just who you are and that's why i was saying like these movements kind of like like coexist with who you are so it's not like it's like one and the same yeah you know what i'm saying yeah so um why i am i like i feel like i ride for women because like being complacent to these like to the patriarchy is a problem. And it's like, I'm contributing to the problem. And I believe it's Maya Angelou who said this, but it was, she said that, like, like how how I'm not going to be on my own side. <laughs> and that's one of my favorite quotes. First of all, it's Maya Angelou. But second of all, it's like, how am I not going to be on my, like, own side? Like, how can I, like, as a woman, and knowing that I could face these same things, like, like not try to, like, educate myself or at least, like, try to, like, stand up for it if I can. So, um, like I said, if I, if I don't speak on or act on the behalf of a woman, there won't be, like, 
there won't be any equality because it's like we all have to work actively on our own to get to like a better world like we can't i mean yeah unity is a great thing but it's like in your day-to-day life you got to do the work too so yeah i mean it takes more than one person and it takes more than just mm-hmm. i guess public fighting you gotta do a lot of personal like when you're at work you gotta stand up for yourself or Mm -hmm. when you feel disrespected you have to stand up for yourself it's not just all like a a public movement yeah that's why i'm like me me like riding for myself in the movement i'm gonna do that regardless (laughs) you know that video that's that lady smoking a cigarette on the porch like i'm gonna do that because that's who (laughs) that's who i am (laughs) for real but so the real definition of feminism is like a movement for the political, economical, and social equality of women and men and the legal and social changes necessary to achieve that equality. So that's the real deal of it. Thank you, Professor Reaver and MSU. <laughs> Thank you, Esther Dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> no, he came with that definition because he felt like okay. it was too. So I love him. But yeah, because it's not just like equality for man and woman. Like, okay, we can just have this all floating in the air. Like, yeah, we equal. But it's like putting them laws in place that's let it, like enforcing them that no, we are equal mm-hmm. and we're going to definitely do this. And if you don't, there's consequences to those actions. So um, key word is equality is not just for women. Like. Or children and old people. Because <laughs> you know how God, they be like, yeah, God really be watching out for children and old people. Like, this is not that. God watch out for everybody, y'all. Yes, for everybody. And think of that, when what she just said, think of feminism that same way, you know? Look out for everybody. Right. Because, I mean, what? We can get to that later. Okay. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, I just think that, so what the real definition of feminism is pretty much, it's constantly evolving. Like, as time progresses, as people progress, as, like, we have all these different things that happen in our um, economy and society, feminism progresses, too, just like with, like, any movement. So, um, that goes into, like, we got started talking about our waves of feminism, which is just, like, from the first occurrence of, like, a woman being like, I can't take this. I matter too. Yeah. So, um, do you have anything you want to say about the real definition? Any add-ons? No, you covered uh, it. Oh, okay. So, I don't know. Maybe you could have found mm-hmm. something I didn't find. No, um, I just put the theory of the political, economic, and social equalities of sexes. So, it's what you said, but then you added more to it. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's still fire. She's talking <laughs> about, yeah, I just said this, that, 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 <laughs> with the square root of three, with a theorem of... <laughs> that's pretty much what she just said. Just light work. <laughs> Okay, but um, yeah. So with the like, just to give you all a little like background insight, what like where feminism even started, it was the first. It's in wave, so it's one, two, and three. So wave one started in eighteen forty eight through nineteen twenty, and the first occurrence of it was challenging women's inferiority, but in regards to um the woman's suffrage. So like back in the day, that like. People, well, women didn't have the right to vote. And um, this also goes, like, in the 1920s when chi- when they had children working just to give you <laughs> just to give y'all the Black Plague. This was in them times. <laughs> I just want y'all to, like, get a black and white picture of some kids dirty <laughs> working in the coal mine. <laughs> so women wanted to <laughs> <laughs> women wanted to vote. So, like, um, that happened in 1920. 
And in that particular time, it wasn't a black woman in sight for this. Like, we still didn't have the right to vote, black women. Only only white women did. Really? Yeah, did you know that? Well, yeah. Okay. (laughs) I mean, no, because when I looked up the first wave, Mm -hmm. I thought black people were fighting. I mean, black women were fighting for it as well. Or... We didn't get that until like like a couple of decades later. Okay, history lesson. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't we didn't get that to decades later because that would have been like during the civil rights movement. That's when we were fighting for. That's when we were fighting for our right to vote. It wasn't in the um in the twenties. Mm-hmm. That was <laughs> that was ahead of us. The flappers was out. Like we had, <laughs> that was ahead of us. So um. Then, like, from the first wave feminism, it progressed to the second wave, which was in the late 60s and 70s. Mm-hmm. And that um, focused on, like, domestic violence, sexual harassment, pay equality, and reproductive rights. As, like, Janice mentioned earlier, like, you know, that right to a choice. Like, yeah. women. Th- and then this is a lot, like, in the peace movement, happiness, and stuff like that. So th- we started to get those tech- well, medical advances where we could have birth control. We had better condoms. Because, girl, I want try to know back in the 20s they was using some kind of condoms that was made from pig intestines so i just want try to know so <laughs> this is dead it wasn't those latex boys it wasn't latex so we got like a lot of um uh, there's a lot of advances in regards to like women and our reproductive shenanigans so um that wave challenged women's place of being in the house but the women that were pushing for second wave were white middle class women. So not even they wasn't even including the poor like women or or anything like that because it didn't fit that like woman's ho- woman's place being in the house was like think of your sixties traditional house, Betty Crocker or what's that Marilyn Monroe day? Think of Marilyn Monroe with an apron on, with some red nails and a red lipstick and an old cigarette and a, like a TV with the dial with the dial on it, and she cooking for her kids and her husband. Just <laughs> she got the whole picture. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to just give y'all like some imagery going on, but it, it was in that era. So pretty much when they had like like just the old. The olden days and like hairspray days, thinking hairspray, hairspray. <laughs> that is when this was going on. But black women were already working, thinking of help. Black women were black women were out with the maids. Black women were the 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 nannies, the yeah. like work. You know, working in these laundry services and stuff like that. So for a black woman, it's like. Our rightful place never been in the house because we can't stay at home. We, we don't have the opportunity. We got to work and our man got to work too. So, um, like that, like went on to like for me and a black, well, being black, like that's where the era our grandmas was raised in. So mm-hmm. that's where they get this like mindset that like, oh, back then I had to work, but no, I'm not working. Like the man go take care of me, and like I'm gonna like you know like chill and to make sure the house is good. And yeah. that's how our moms was like you know put into that era. And then like it's kind of trickling down to us, but like some of us not so much. So that that's where that went on because. Like, for example, um, I don't know about your niece, but the women in my family, like, like I think that's where our values were served from the second wave. But just like, like being your place, being in the house and cooking for your man and laundry and stuff like that. Yeah. See, no, because in my family, 
my grandmother, she was working. Yeah. But she also did come home and take care of the family, but that was mm-hmm. by choice. But yeah. I feel I feel the second wave, though. Yeah, I was just thinking, like, in, like, a general, like, mm-hmm. if I think of my, the entirety of my family and the women, like, it was just, like, yeah, like, you get you, a, you got to get you a husband, I got a good job, so that, like, you, he doing his part, and you can do yours by holding a house down. So, um, that ended up, like, going into, progressing to the third wave, which was the 80s and the 90s, up until, like, well, started in the 80s and 90s, up until present day, so today. Mm-hmm. So, we are currently living in the present day of... Um, the third wave and this still is about reproductive freedom and in violence against women so all women whether it's like no matter what their sexuality or gender is so this is how um, intersectionality intersectionality keep in mind that word has entered the chat (laughs) 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 and everybody else got 24 hours to respond (laughs) because um Third, third way pretty much reject it reject that victim dialogue so remember how I mentioned in the second one how like they were trying to fight for like domestic violence third way was like bro we not victims no more we beating y'all up too or we not beating y'all up but we going down to like the court and we definitely like getting y'all like y'all sue or like getting it was taking action yes taking action that's a good way to put it so third wave was more like taking action or you see like so many women like literally being in congress or being in like these groups or these marches like you see us doing stuff not more so like behind the scenes like oh yeah i'm leaving my husband because i ain't about to be in the house like that was who going to see that that's not getting on national news you know yeah but um yeah so third wave is where my view of feminism is rooted and women as practitioners of strength and humility is really just like that's like the banner for this like if you want to think of third wave just think of it as like women are actively being the practitioners for equal rights that's a lot that was a lot that was a whole lesson <laughs> a whole lesson i hope you all got it yeah i just wanted to give y'all some background because i didn't feel like it was fair for us to you know dig yeah. into like our perspective you like what is what the fuck even is it <laughs> like what is what is feminism right like what yeah <laughs> jenny's like i don't i know. don't have nothing to add to it <laughs> So to sum it up, the first wave was from 1848 to 1920, giving mm-hmm. women the right to vote. The second wave was from 1960 to the early late 70s, early 80s. Mm-hmm. And it was like sexism and sexual harassment in the workplace. Yep. And then in the third wave, 1990s to now, it's just the intersectionalities of women racism yeah and all that good think stuff. of it as just like everything that the other two ways we're trying to do before all into one like it exploded and it made a baby that just was like we doing everything with everybody so that's pretty much what third wave was got it y'all got it <laughs> got y'all it. got it <laughs> got it <laughs> so um another i guess like knowledge <laughs> type of situation so we're gonna talk about the types of feminism um it's a lot it's so many types oh my god yeah it's like liberal cultural socialist feminism mm-hmm. uh marx marxist feminism it's like, why is it so <laughs> oh many, marxism yeah, yeah so many forms of feminism yeah it's a lot bro like literally like until up until like Two years ago, I only knew like one of them. So, I mean, you're not gonna know everything, but it is a lot. So we go try to like just go over for today. 
just to like give you, I guess, like the primary ones that you probably see mm-hmm. or hear or experience. So, um, first one, we have four liberal, cultural, radical, and womanist. So stay with me. Liberal as like equality between man and woman. So just, that's just like the generalized, like. That is like the most basic form of feminism yes the liberal feminism yes that's like the basic one so then if we go up a notch is cultural which emphasizes women's unique qualities such as we are mothers like you know we get mother nature like i'm experiencing Mm now it talks about how they're more nurturing and Mm -hmm. empathetic and less violent than men are and they try to use their characteristics to play off of why women are needed yeah Yeah. like you need us we we are like sweet and we go make you feel better yeah (laughs) um radical is male control and dominance so this is where like that f man misconception of feminism come on like yeah feminists don't like man like nah Mm -hmm. like we 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 like y'all and we need (laughs) y'all sometimes but um yeah that's where you hear like the the big misconception of feminism coming from is the mm-hmm. radical um, type because they feel like they're hating men and they want and well people feel like the radical feminists hate men mm-hmm. um, and they are trying to get superiority rather yeah. than equality yeah and so I mean but when I looked at radical feminism that's kind of like what I got from it because mm-hmm. they are prioritizing women working like oh I'm hire the woman first or mm-hmm. doing something that progresses the woman just so they can get them equal to the to the men. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's like that Janice made a good point. Like pretty much just like, oh yes, yeah, women it's a woman in here, let her go first. Like or how like and you in the elevator and they go try to let the the woman go out first. <laughs> yeah. Like that type of thing. Um and then our last one is womanist. So me and Janice that we will fit in this room because we're black. <laughs> Any minority will fit in this room. Yes, this is for the minorities. But um, the <laughs> womanist was coined to be like the clash between sexism and racism. So this is like pretty much how we talked about intersectionality. Like we are women, but we are like a part of a marginalized group. So our oppression that we experience is going to be like you know both. Like we yeah. go, we're not going to experience one or the other. Yeah. Oh, because I was like, hey, what? I don't have any extra <laughs> When she was looking, I was like, huh? <laughs> but yeah, that's our that's our four. So if you want to like just have like a summary, we have liberal, which Hold. is what? Oh, this is just like the generalized equal rights for everyone. Cultural, which is women having these unique like characteristics that men don't have. Radical being that like women come first no matter what. And then women is that like we well minorities experience sexism and racism at the same time. So knowing me, I'm not a feminist. Yeah. Um it com- cultural feminism kind of confuses me at times. Okay. Because Let's talk about it. with feminism, I get this whole take away the traditional gender norms and roles away from me. I am equal to you. Yeah. Um, all the other stuff. And then cultural feminism come in, feminists come in and they're like, well, we just have these certain qualities about us that makes it better. So it's like, yeah. how are you going to try to get rid of these gender roles and then try to use them for your strengths as Mm -hmm. well. That makes sense? Yeah, it does. And it's very confusing because it's just like, if you want to have equal rights, 
it's not really equal if you're saying that you're better than because you got something that biologically the other the other um like sex could biological sex couldn't have yeah. like that's not fair and this is all about being fair so it does it's kind of like a like it's conflicting and it doesn't it doesn't really make sense with this but i'm not i'm not trying to like attack anybody who do believe in that but it's just like all the in comparison to the other like waves of fem- not waves but types, types of feminism it feminist is just like it's kind of like that one that's like a little bit too close to the other side. <laughs> it's a little bit yeah. too close. It's too. It's not polarized enough as like the other one. So that also goes a radical. Like radical, a little bit too close. To radical is like we want equal rights, but um, women come here. Women come first. <laughs> Only women and children are eating right now. The men can eat later. Right. <laughs> women to the front. <laughs> men in the back. Like the Titanic. Women and children are getting saved first. The man can die. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we need the men. We need it. We want equality. Why can't we all get saved at the same time? Right. Of one man per woman. <laughs> same thing. But, yeah, that that's a, the types. And uh, all of these women... Bro, what the question poses that what are they fighting for? And that's something I really don't understand. Mm-hmm. Because Lily, I literally typed in like Google, what is feminism? And it took me to a whole bunch of what is not, why people <laughs> hate it, yeah. um, why we don't need it. And I'm like, but what is it? <laughs> like yeah. you are not helping me understand. I'm um, dead Google usually <laughs> give you the answers, but just the one thing they like, look, I don't know. So I really don't know what they're fighting for but on the basis of it i think that they're fighting for equality and to have the same rights as men Mm -hmm. because you know in 2019 women made 79 cents to every man's dollar and then black women made even less than that (laughs) so i feel like they're fighting for equal um equal rights they're fighting to tear down the patriarchy patriarchy Patriarchy. yes my bad y'all a pay and a tree (laughs) and an archie archie (laughs) got it but um they're fighting to to tear that down yeah yeah Yeah, that is that's that's pretty much what it like you had a good definition of it it's fighting to break down like that social construction that women are inferior like for rights to our body for um rights to fulfill our dreams for rights to equal pay like if you ever heard of terms like the glass ceiling or the glass escalator how like it don't matter how much you progress at your job like you still gonna be getting paid less so you could be the executive and it's it could be somebody at another company getting paid way more than you so um yeah or have you ever seen that i don't know if it's a glass door commercial but it's like pretty much this woman she an executive and they was trying to like pretty much like announce the promotion to the executive role Mm -hmm. and a man got it and she was sitting there like but that brings me to um what? what man want or how, what man with the Taraji movie? I don't never saw okay, that. It was a Taraji movie and she was a um, sports agent. Okay. So she works for an agency and she was like one of the hardest working women mm-hmm. and uh, she was bringing all these big like clients in and stuff like that. Yeah. But when it came to like get partner or something, they gave it to the man instead mm-hmm. and she was just like, but like I've been here longer, I've been putting in work, I got these Why? clients. Yeah. So it kind of reminded me of that. That's the same thing. Like the glass door thing was pretty much in a little dialogue. Like the little man in the black in the back was like, "Yeah, like this was like her fourth, like third or fourth time trying to get a promotion, and she was like shut down. And mm-hmm. then like while she got that, she got like a little notification on her phone from like glass door that was like, "You got an interview for an Exxon account executive." <laughs> yeah. So that 
that's what's going on there. That's what women are fighting for. But why? Why? Why, niece? Why? Why? Google can tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me be, let me be Googling. <laughs> they fight for it because the world would be a better place, bro. It's as simple as that. Like, we will be a better place if we had equal rights. It wouldn't be as much division. And we will raise our children in a world surrounded around respect and not division. Like, not, oh, yeah, this person act like this because they're women. Yeah. She on her period. She about to be bitchy. Like, no, it ain't going to be like that. It's going to be... <laughs> Like, you can have a um a sense of empathy for people no matter what, like, whether they're a, a, a woman or a man, you know? Yeah, I feel that one. So that's that's why women are fighting for it, and it goes along to what it means to be a feminist. What you think it means? Like I stated earlier, I just feel like a feminist is somebody that educates themselves on the matter, mm-hmm. uh, actively goes and fight against the problems and then educate others as well and just takes time trying to learn and trying to change rather than oh like twitter feminist bothers me because they be like they're like they'll say something so bizarre and then somebody will be like well can you explain i don't have to explain anything to you and it's like okay you're really not a feminist because you're not trying to teach me i'm genuinely trying to understand the problem yeah and you're shutting me down talking about i don't have to teach you anything go to google and that's that radical stuff right there like let women gotta do everything for you i don't think that's what a feminist is or what it should be if you're a feminist and you're you're claiming to be that i feel like that's also you claiming to educate other people on the matters so they can see your point of view so they can see why they're fighting so they can you can try to persuade them to fight with you Mm -hmm. and i think that's a good way to put it because i don't like what it means to be a feminist is is not just necessarily to just stand up for women but is to also educate people on why why are you standing up Mm -hmm. because the movement is like one of those type of things that like it's about unity so we need the other side like we need man so that we could be equal we need to have this general understanding of like rights in general so that we can you know get those rights and like create put things in the constitution maybe put these laws in place (laughs) So we can be there to discuss abortion and birth control when yeah. it's our body, but all men want to decide on it. Yes. So we can be in those rooms and so that we can have more women in spaces in general. So it's not just men, just like a plethora of stuff. And um, yeah, like it just what it means to be a feminist is to just ride for equality, dog. Like just ride, ride to the wheels fall off. And <laughs> Denise be doing hand movements and all this kind of stuff like y'all can see it. It is all the time. <laughs> But uh, I guess that goes on to the next thing. Like, where where does um your perception of like women come from or streamline from, Jenny's? Part well, not personally. Generally, I would say it probably comes from the household. And if it doesn't come from the household, then it definitely comes from school. Mm-hmm. I don't really recall having a an incident where people like really set these gender norms on me or this like what women should be doing on me kind yeah. of the only thing I can kind of remember is like my dad not wanted me to play basketball because he thought it was masculine okay but I was like I never or <laughs> or having to cover up when men came over when I was mm-hmm. a little kid but other than that like I never got a you can't do this because you're a woman. Like, yeah. I played soccer with the boys. I loved it because I can push them. And they thought mm-hmm. they was going to be pushing me and we was going to be tough <laughs> on that field. So, yeah. I, so for personally, I don't think I've seen that. But generally, I think that it comes from the house where 
people, or if you have like an older sibling or, and she's a female, they're like, oh, you need to take care of your siblings uh, or yeah. do this, yeah. eat, cook, clean, do that. Or right. make sure you uh, make your dad a player. Or your, like, mm-hmm. And if it doesn't come from that, it definitely comes from the school. Like you have to close your legs or you can't mm-hmm. play something with a skirt on and stuff yeah. like that. So. That's true. I think it, yeah, I think my, it, like, perception of women's rights come from all of that. Like, my family, my family is a big thing because, like, I got, when I, my family got strong women that's dominant and run households. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's probably why, like, I have, like, my own perception of, like, marriage and motherhood or why it took me so long to get to where I, like, am about it now. And which I, like, touch on, like, later. But, yeah, like, I didn't, for a while, I didn't want to get married. I know that sounds crazy, but I didn't. You didn't want to have kids. I didn't want to have kids. Like, literally, y'all, like, probably, like, two a year and a half or two years ago, I didn't want to, like, get married. I didn't want to have kids. Like, I imagine me and my New York condo and a poncho drinking vodka at 9 in the morning. Like, I was not thinking about, like, I wanted to be... Like, just this person, I just live life, bro. Like, I just, I just, I'm too creative. I'm too fluid. I'm just, I didn't think that I, anybody could hold me down. <laughs> I'm like, a man go hold me down. Kids go hold me down. But, um, yeah, like, I, I seen women as the glue to families. Like, we talked about this last episode, like, grandmas and when they die and it's yeah. like, it's over. I seen women as just being just like, like, triple OGs, bro. Triple <laughs> And I, I guess that goes into like intersectionality because like the women that I really like see and experience and admire are like from different races and sexual orientations. And um, these women are like made up of so many characteristics. So the oppression we face is not segmented, like it's combined, which is kind of unfortunate. Like a study shows that like the the oppression that we face has more of a toll on our mental health and like we are more likely to have like panic attacks anxiety or um, we as a woman or we as we as a black woman black woman yeah or any any person of color because we're facing um like sexism and racism at the same time and i have it here in my in my woman bible but yeah like we're most likely to get like those like actual physical symptoms of oppression like of being affected by oppression not just like oh that made me mad and then you go about it like your day but like real life tolls on your mental and physical health it's messed up yeah so if you guys don't know intersectionality is the term coined by kimberly Ken- crenshaw she mm-hmm. i'm not gonna tell you what she was like she's like an educator we're gonna leave it at that yeah. but the term means uh it's like a metaphor for understanding the ways that multiple inequalities or disadvantages compounds themselves and creates obstacles that are not understood mm-hmm. with conventional thinking. Yeah. I'm glad Nice gave you that. We said it a lot, but <laughs> <laughs> context clues, y'all girl. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's what it is. It's just like you um you have a care like you have a characteristic that is a discriminated like multiple characteristics that are discriminated yeah. against and you have to like deal with them at once. But um yeah, um, intersectionality for me, like, I just, I know I'm like the tomboy, tomboy-ish, girly-ish girl, you know, <laughs> like, like, as much as I, like, look, like, I love wearing a nice skirt and, like, getting cute every now and then, like, some days, I'm just not into that, like, I want to <laughs> just wear some sweats, like, or I just don't really care about my hair, and I'm like, well, not yeah. like that, but it's like, you know I'm a girl, if you don't, we'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> context clues but 
I understand all of that, and I and I get the you talked about anxiety earlier, mm-hmm. how we do have those anxieties. I don't think I really. I guess I kind of experienced that when okay. I was in college. So I, for intersectionality for me, um, mm-hmm. I went to a predominantly white institution mm-hmm. and then I also majored in something that was male dominated. Oh, yeah. So I majored in sports journalism and often I'll be, it'll be like me and two other girls in the class. Mm-hmm. And then if on top of that, it'll be like me and one other black person. So I was yeah. always like the minority. Um, That's a lot, bro. Yeah, yeah, like I was like, the on- I could be the only black woman in the class. And mm-hmm. so intersectionality for me comes when I feel like the... I'm here. Take your time. That's how <laughs> I, I tried to speak. Take like your time. The, I feel like the... <laughs> What is the word I'm looking for? I feel like just things weren't meant for me. So Okay, yeah. I feel like if we had the... It's really at the top of my tongue. I cannot think of the word. It's okay. I know it's okay. <laughs> but like I'm, I'm, expressing, I'm expressing it. But really, like, certain things weren't meant for me. Opportunities weren't meant oh, for okay. me. Oh, okay. Here you go. Like, if somebody... Like, I feel like my teachers weren't really there to help help me. Mm-hmm. Like, they would help me out of pity and not help me because they see my potential. Yeah. And so that's where intersectionality comes to play for me. Sorry yeah. about that, y'all. I was struggling for a minute, but I got it. No, it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I I get that. Like, I being in advertising was some of everybody in it, too. Like, advertising was a big major, but it was not that many black women in it mm-hmm. at State. So I feel that. But um, I touched on this earlier, like, for my, like, take of being intersectional, well, for intersectionality and, like, feminism is, like, I didn't want to be a mother and a wife for a while because I didn't want to have to sacrifice my dreams or live in a shadow of a man. And I said that to Denise, out of the shadow of a man. I just don't, I just didn't want to do that because I've seen, like, just so many women just, like, be so depressed and I just seen, like, them just have so many regrets on things that they could have did in their life because of um, choices that they made for their, like, children or their families. And, like, maturity made me realize I can't have it all. Like, mm-hmm. I can I can be a mother and I can have this great career and I just have to have the courage to fight for it. Yeah. And that's really what, like, feminism is about, just, like, having that courage to fight for yourself and others if you if you can do that or if, that's, if you have the capacity to or if you feel like, you know, like, if that's something that's okay with you. So um yeah that's 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 how my experience would be intersectional. You mentioned like maturity and mm-hmm. so I mentioned that I was really uncomfortable and it gave me anxiety when I was in college. Yeah. But now that I'm in my internship and I'm surrounded by a lot of men, I'm surrounded by a lot of white men, I'll be ten toes down. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, Y'all gonna yeah. feel me like Let's go. I, my comebacks be quick and I tell them all the time, I'm like, I'm not intimidated by you. And, just, <laughs> and I'm like, this woman, I'm, I told him it was like last season. I told him, like, I think you're trying to make me cry. And I want you to know that that's never going to happen. So you can try oh. to stop now. What did he say? What did he say? <laughs> he, I think because he said something. He Glitching. was just like, he's like, no, that's like nothing. It was something. I'm just like, yeah. Ever that, since then, it just be like, that he jokes a lot. But it's just like, just know that your jokes are not going to get to me. And keep it, keep it in check. Keep it and in I'm going to get back with you. like Every time. <laughs> like, who are you? Every time. But that just comes with maturity. And that just comes with, so I claim I'm not a feminist. And I say I'm an advocate because I'm always standing up for women in the workplace when I'm at work. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, 
who who are you to yeah. think that we don't belong? Who are you to think that we're only here to talk mm-hmm. to athletes? I've been yeah, saying that I mean, all the time. Like it's more to you than that, and that's why we. Yes. All, it's like yes, I'm a woman, like, but at the same time, it's like I'm not every. I'm not thinking of every situation of how I'm about to like create a family or create, yeah. find find like everyone think that woman's lifetime goal is to be a mother and a wife, and that's not always it. That's my goal. Okay. I want to be so bad. So, <laughs> like, your when I say lifetime goal, I think it's like it's nothing more else that you could want besides that. Okay, she does. <laughs> you know, I guess. Oh, well, that goes along with our next thing. What are some misconceptions um, about feminism and womanhood? When I was searching on the internet, I'm sorry, y'all, because I just really did all my work, my um, research. So y'all probably like, probably always like, why is she talking about Girl. when she was searching? But whatever. <laughs> when I was searching on the internet, and a lot of people took feminism and feminists as like angry, they're mm-hmm. mad, they're bitter, they don't shave, they don't shower, they don't do this. Yeah. And so that's kind of like the misconceptions of a feminism in the feminist movement. Like they think that. Is more about women getting the upper hand rather than being at the same level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's a very general. Like I, I think I got a little bit more specific stuff, but yeah, like I think that's a big like that women are trying to just like rule rule the world, as Beyonce say, <laughs> and just push men aside. And mm-hmm. it's like at the same time, we we do need y'all. Y'all need us too. So that's what we want like people to understand. And like like we said this before, like our all girls are nurturers. Like for example, me like I'm low in warmth and high in competence. I don't give my friends hugs, and I know that's messed up, but it's just like I love you. Janice looking like well, I thought she gave me a hug. I'm thinking like, do I, bro, do I hug my friend? I really the, don't. The most I do to comfort Essence is rub her back at church. Yeah. When she crying. I just like, oh, yeah. This oh, my bad. <laughs> it's okay. I'm joking. <laughs> like, it's okay. I cry at church, y'all. I be getting emotional. That's the, If you ever want to see me cry, that's the only place you will ever see me cry <laughs> in public. Ever. Yeah, like I, I'm low in warmth and high in competence. Like some people may think like I come, I may come off as like me or like, you know, just like not really like. Like into them, and we had that conversation before in our love podcast, but um, well, episode. But like, we all don't have wide hips and large mm-hmm. breasts or behinds. Like, our body proportions are all not the same. We're not going to reach that. It's not like a getting thick kind of thing. Like, stop sexualizing women, which also goes into what women are fighting for. And um, like, we don't all want to be mothers. We don't all want to be married. And some of us are not Betty Crockers. We cannot cook you a whole Thanksgiving dinner. I'm gonna be honest. When I think why I don't claim. To be a feminist is because when I think of feminist, I think of somebody that's always angry, just angry and mm. bitter, and just on Twitter blabbing at the mouth. Like, girl, shut up. <laughs> shut up. Somebody was somebody tweeted. I don't really remember the tweet, so it's gonna be like a little. It's okay. But it was something like, I don't. I hate when people say that they want a daughter first because they want the daughter. The daughter's gonna take care of the younger siblings more okay. than the, um, more than the older yeah. brother would. Yeah, and I should be sitting here like, but. Y'all also turn around and say y'all want a son first to protect the little siblings. So like, yes, and it's which just which one is it? Like y'all just is like contradicting yourselves. Y'all mm-hmm. hypocrites. That's the word I was looking for. Contradicting earlier. It is contradicting because it's like, like, and that also goes with just like as um, 
as like kids are being raised, boys will be boys, and like you know, girls they gotta like, oh y'all y'all can play in the house, y'all can't go too far down the street. You know, we got Mm -hmm. these super like specific and strict rules that others don't, and it's it's what we were taught, and society also taught us these things. So even if you didn't learn it from your family, it's those roles or norms that come into play. What you see in the movies, mm-hmm. what you hear on the news. Are you at school? You at school eight hours a day. That can that has a big effect what on you. Reading the books is always there. Mm-hmm. So um, the next thing is what are some elements of the patriarchy? I feel like we should define patriarchy. So the patriarchy, this big monster, is pretty much just like like the hyper hyper masculinity like this thing of hyper masculinity <laughs> it's really just like man just feeling like they dominant mm-hmm. and they try to enforce their dominance onto us so um what some elements of the patriarchy would be women being pushed towards careers that require less physical involvement or lower pay or a man deciding our abortion laws, <laughs> like not a woman being in the room, or taking a name your husband as a way of ownership. That's what I was going to say, mm-hmm. and I hate that because you don't own me. When I marry you, I become an addition to you. Yes. We add to each other. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely hyphenating my name because I didn't lose who I was me and where too. I came me from. Too. I just added some good things to it. Yes, girl who's not a feminist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah like as they look at it as like also if y'all ever notice if you've ever been to a wedding and they be like after they say i do and they announce like this is a mr and mrs they say the guy's mm-hmm. full name they don't like, even say your name mrs julie no johnny Appleseed. johnny yeah <laughs> i was trying to think of a boy name y'all i couldn't think one <laughs> mr but and mrs yeah. johnny Appleseed. And so when i think of it i just think of the patriarchy. Pay, tree, and archie. <laughs> patriarchy, my bad, y'all. <laughs> but I think of it as just wanting power and control and dominance. And mm-hmm. it's just like, who are you to control me? Or mm-hmm. who are you to try to control everything? How can you say something about a woman's body when you don't even experience what yep. women's bodies go through? Like, mm-hmm. it just make, it makes sense. Yeah. And, I, and it, it don't make sense. And I think that's why we are something. Women challenge the patriarchy so much, and that's why feminism is here. And um, that goes into, like, what are the effects of the patriarchy on women? It belittles them. Yep. It makes them feel like they don't have a voice. Mm-hmm. makes them feel like they don't have a choice. Go off. Just, it's, it's horrible from yes. my perspective of a non-feminist. <laughs> <laughs> see, look at her. I never see somebody that fight this so much. Like, she fight against you. Like, I'm not a feminist. I don't want to be. But, no one said you were angry. <laughs> but it's just like, it just, and it makes us, It we just don't have any confidence. It makes us, it makes us feel insecure. Yeah. And it make us live have quality lives. <laughs> like, if for women who do want something more out of what the world has to offer, it's like that opportunity isn't even presented to them or they, like, never know that it's there, which is kind of unfair. Mm-hmm. And um, when it, from our effects on us and, like, how, how are these ideals, like, portrayed in the lives of children? Like, how, how are they affected by it, too? My dad tells me this all the time, mm-hmm. and he says, when white men go into job interviews, yeah, they feel confident. They feel mm-hmm. like they belong. They feel like you should give them to them, and it's already theirs. Mm-hmm. But when, like, black 
girls going to interviews, we feel like timid, we're shy, and we have this thing like, well, if you want to give it to me, that's that's okay. okay. Yeah. And I think that's how it is when you look at the patriarchy. When you look at, <laughs> when you look at the patriarchy, mm-hmm. um, men have this feeling of being controlled from a young age, being in control of any, of any like during coming from a young age, starting mm-hmm. from a young age, they feel like they're in this control where girls always just feel like they have to sit back. They have to look mm-hmm. cute. They don't have this voice. They got to yeah. like, the boys can play rough. The girls got to play with the dolls mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And that's where you see that in kids. Yeah. And it, or how people, um, like raise their kids is just like boys will be boys and girls being given toys that mirror stereotypical womanly duties <laughs> so like cooking cleaning being a mother like why a little girl gotta get a vacuum toy for christmas who wants to have that why do you give vacuum toy to the boy like, and then why can't the boy get the kitchen set he might want to be a chef it's boy chef so <laughs> so you telling me a boy can't be a chef all kind of stuff so yeah i think that's how it plays into um like children or girls like they can't you mentioned this earlier how we like when you go outside and play you can't like play on the playground because you got a skirt on you got to sit mm-hmm. out and they're recess which is bold so um yeah all of that you i like encourage you all to just look at the ideals that it plays on children and y'all lives and be like you know like is this something that goes along with like equal rights or do it not Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's something y'all should, like, um, think on. But um, how does it play a part in modern society, all of this? It's a lot, and it's supposed to be, like, evolutionary and progressing and moving forward and just simply just giving us all a space to belong. Literally, it's everywhere we look. Mm-hmm. You can't turn one way without seeing it. It's by the ownership of men have women having to take the man's name it's by just the offices that we hold like mm-hmm. there's never been a female president so right. it's just it's it's everywhere and we can't escape it but we are trying to fight and get get rid of it yeah and and it, it like like i said with it being so evolutionary as we progress as like we um start to do things in our own personal lives as a collective we will like move forward um so i guess my next question is how does gender play a part in the realm of feminism so for me i said that gender is so fluid that like like gender is so fluid that the way that it plays a part in the realm of feminism is that like we can't they it could never be a division because it we got we've made up of so much so it's like how can you be like oh yeah you got to stick over there when it's like but actually i liked what they doing yeah. over there you know so i i think that's what it is like we just we can't just pick one part of us and be like yeah this is the part that matters the most that we go like identify you as yeah. i said that it's like a lot of traditional gender roles and don't i contradict myself a lot so mm-hmm. I say I'm not a feminist, and then I'd be like, but... <laughs> yeah. But, um... It's a journey. Don't don't see me what society has labeled me as. Mm-hmm. Like, when it comes, to, like, in the workforce or just in life in general. Like, when I'm at work, especially, see me as your equal. Yes. Because 
I put in the same hard work to be here just mm-hmm. like you did. Don't try to belittle me and my experiences. Mm-hmm. But then I also contradict myself because I argue, I debate with my dad all the time and he's really hard on us and he has three girls and one boy, but he's really hard on us. And I tell him like, you can't talk to me how you think you can talk to your son. Yeah. Like I'm, you have to have a sense of compassion and empathy for us. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, but then you just said, don't see me as what society labels you as. Right. So it's like, that's why I also don't consider myself a feminist because it's like, yes, I want equality, mm-hmm. but I also want you to, I also want my dad to talk to me like I'm his daughter and stuff like that. Yeah, so. but it's it's kind of, it's hard when you raise a certain kind of way and then you get in, like you educating yourself on these type of things. So it's like, it's kind of hard to break those things that you're used to. Mm-hmm. So don't be too hard on yourself. And I guess let's try to like sum it up today (laughs) what like are tips for people who want to advocate for women's rights i guess try to um as janice mentioned earlier just educate yourself on what's going on like you don't want to be the person that's standing up for something that you don't even know like the knowledge or where it came from and when you do um like decide to educate yourself try to be compassionate try to Mm -hmm. have that empathy for because every woman is different we do not all share the same like way of approaching feminism so try to think about how it affects us whether our race or our sexual orientation and then like you know help us in that way um as a supporter and (laughs) advocate of the feminism movement uh, if you also want to be advocate, you want to be a supporter, but not a full-on feminist, understand that they're not angry, they're not upset. Mm-hmm. Um, there are there are different kind of feminisms, there are different kind of feminists. So educate yourself on that, like Essence said, and also speak up when you can. Mm-hmm. Nobody's saying to go to the women's march every time it's a women's march. Nobody's saying make posters and get on Twitter and blab at the mouth. Yeah. But if you see something that's discriminatory discriminatory in the workplace, speak up against it. And you it. feel comfortable doing so. Because like how Janice um, said how she was in the last episode, like she more the type of person to observe. And mm-hmm. then act. if you're that kind of person, do that. Do whatever mechanism that works for you. Do whatever mechanism that does not compromise your mental health. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the best way to uh, do it. I hope that like this episode really gave y'all some insight and I hope moving forward that y'all can um, encourage others to try to dig deeper into who they are, man or woman. So yeah, that's all we have today. (laughs) Thank y'all for listening and peace out. XOXO Cynics. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Cynic Autonomy Podcast. And you could follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Cynic Autonomy.